Because the area is getting gentrified, some of the new people that moved in basically complained. They made like noise complaints, and the store is basically forced to turn down or turn off their music, and we don't like that, obviously. So there's a whole movement on New DC. They're out there during the week, just blasting GoGo because, of course, if you tell them to turn on the music, they're gonna blast yeah, GoGo. Gonna just basically saying it's part of DC, like it's part of the history of DC. Like right. you can't come in and change it. So something to keep track of. Yeah, some local news. I mean, I think that's pretty cool. I like any movement that um, is rooted in keeping the culture alive, keeping mm-hmm. what we're known for alive, regardless of who comes in and tries to shake things up. It's, you know, it's just worth it. But, um, you know, moving away from local news and what's really been on everybody's minds for the past few weeks now, obviously, Nipsey's homecoming occurred this past week. It did, it did. Um, on the 11th, I believe. And, um, yeah, it was kind of a nice way to close out a few weeks of just unsettled feelings, tumultuous mm-hmm. like feelings, whatever you want to say. And um, it was a nice closeout. It was well worth it. It was a great way to honor him. So many celebrities and people came out to support. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you know, but it happened at the Staples Center. And mm-hmm. the only other like musician or people, person of that caliber that's been honored in that way in um, the Staples Center was Michael Jackson. Okay. Obviously, wow. like almost 10 years ago now. Yeah. So, Obviously, Nipsey got a very um, deserving. Yeah, I think I think it's good that they kind of look at the positive overall, I right? Because yeah. I know a lot of times when someone young passes away, we don't we tend not to do that. We tend to just kind of be more sad than anything. Mm-hmm. And like a lot of times, celebration of lives is like, oh, he's old, he lives so a long true. life. Yeah. But yeah. it's good that he was celebrated that way. Did you did his mom said? No, I didn't. Um, she had just such. Wonderful things to say, such like I guess she was trying to put everybody else at peace. Mm-hmm. And when the mom is at peace, you feel a little bit more, I guess, okay and okay. joining her in that piece. And she was just like saying, like you know, don't be sad. Like celebrate yeah. this man's life. Mm-hmm. He left the world in a very good um, way. Apparently, he was like radiance and stuff in his casket. You know, mm-hmm. either way, she was just very okay with it. 
at yeah. peace with it. Of course, you're never fully at peace when you lose a child, but mm-hmm. as at peace as you can be given the circumstances. And it just, I, I, for me at least, it, it gave me some piece of joy um, yeah. in honoring the man the way he got to be honored. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's about it to switch gears now. I mean, um, I figured we could talk a little bit about what we had already spoken about last week with Tiwa. Okay. Tiwa Savage and the follow-up on that. I know Ice Prince said something. Yeah, so Ice Prince basically was like, um, he kind of came to her defense. So I guess he talked to her personally. And he came to her defense and was like, all of these small girls need to leave to our life. Like, basically, we were alone. Okay. Like, you're not old enough to be talking to her any kind of way. Small like, girls. Exactly. I mean, she is older than a lot of people else. I don't know no one's age. Don't put me in the conversation. Um, oh, yeah. The Mary, how, old is, how old is Tiwa? Are you trying to age shame? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, <laughs> I genuinely didn't say that to age shame her. I said that to, you know, put some respect on your elders. I, I don't think oh he God, meant it that this? way. It wasn't an age thing when he said that they were small girls. Okay. It was a status thing. It was uh, like, you guys are not she's big enough to be she's 39. Yeah, so I think she is older than a lot of her still. Yeah, 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 she's not old. And I, again, I'm not trying to age shame by any means. I yeah, so Victor like Kermani apologized anyway. She apologized for talking about Tiwa. She said that. She apologizes for slut shaming, which we don't approve, right? Never slut shame. Yeah. And age shaming, because, you know, right, right, right. everyone has an age. So, a little bit of shade, not really an apology. But I, like, <laughs> I like that kind of energy. So. Of course you do. But I think, you know, why apologize if you don't really feel like you have anything to apologize for? To me, it's I'd rather have. Apology. Exactly, I'd rather have no apology and know where we stand, know what the energy is between us, and keep it moving. Because you're, you didn't stay face by doing that apology. People know what it is. I don't so think she was why? trying to apologize. She's obviously just trying to twist the knife. Like, mm-hmm. she's just like, oh yeah, okay, okay, your feelings are hurt. All right, I apologize for saying that okay, you're old she, okay, when okay. you're old. I apologize for calling you a slut when Wait, I think you're a slut. Like, okay, okay true, like, true. The way she said it, clearly she wasn't yeah. trying to apologize. Yeah. It was one She of has those, no regrets. It was like, more she, of a stop in the face than anything else. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know where I stand on Tiwa, so. It is, uh, okay, yeah. Um, what next? I think, oh, I think we should just go right into, you know, the love of my life, Drake. Okay. Because he recently, um, Kind of just big up Afrobeats in a way. He um, was on a radio yeah. station recently, I think in the UK, if I'm not mistaken, right, Miriam? She's not paying attention. I think that's where he is at the moment. <laughs> or at least, like, during the I know he's in the UK, that's what I'm saying, but I think that's the radio station. Or it could have been his, like, OVO sound radio. That's why I don't want to... Either way, he shouted out Niniola and he, like, asked for a song of hers to be played. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, nice, respect. It's an old song, but, you know, at least he's learning a little bit. I mean, and it just goes to show, like, he at least is in um, the Afrobeats world. ABC Extra, okay. Thank you. He's in the Afrobeats world and he just wants to share his love of it with others. Mm-hmm. I think he also brought out Wizkid. When yeah, he, he was did. Yeah, and also he brought out Wizkid. Yeah, like, oh, that's man. pretty fucking lit. Yeah, at least to cool. me, I don't know. Well, maybe again, I'd be biased. It's cool. Time. It's cool. It's cool <laughs> that he's you know embracing you know Afrobeats and all that. Yeah. I wish you'd have done a video with this kid, but you know what? I know, right? That he was... can come back and bring him on stage when he benefits. But you know, yes, we're happy that Drake. It's awful. You're is being a Victoria him. right now. I mean, I don't no, really, listen. I, don't to, really, I sense some shade in your energy. We have to look right at all angles. But I do think it's good that he's embracing that. I mean, he's obviously the biggest like star in the yeah. world. Yeah. So anything like, he embraces. Imagine all the people on BBC that have never heard of um of Mimi. And then when Drake's like, oh, I want to play that song by her. Okay. Think about all those people that got introduced to her. 
the okay. few, even if it's only like a hundred or less, fifty people that went on Spotify and added that song, that's something. It's something, definitely. It's something that her, her record got played on there. I'm sure she's happy about it. So yeah. I'm happy for her. Okay, but anyway, I know you're also not a huge fan of Tory Lanez, but I tried to bring it up a I'm not, ago not a he... fan of Tory Lanez. Okay, I you're not a fan of him covering that... Afrobeats. Yes, I don't think that all these artists that find it convenient for them to posture and be like, oh, let me now do Afrobeats. Like, I don't, I don't think, think it's that it's... that, though. He made, his, he made his name off of doing covers. Like, that's what he's okay. doing. Okay, was he doing Afrobeats covers before? No, 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 he, like, okay, he does covers of whatever, like, whatever's, stuff, whatever's great, whatever's whatever is, yeah, either, either in the past mm-hmm. or, um, current music. Like, okay. that's just, that's his vibe. He has a whole, ch- uh, mixtape line called The Chicks Tape, mm-hmm. where he literally just covers music. No, I don't So, and one of his biggest songs to date is that song, Love, where he covered that one, um, song. So like clearly he's just always been about that. Like he's from the Toronto area Mm -hmm. where Caribbean music and dance hall is huge. So and of course there's a natural progression into liking Afrobeats if you're really big on dance hall. So I think he just is Mm -hmm. like, oh, this is a song that also it's fall. One of the songs he covered was Mm -hmm. fall, and it's probably been on every radio station ever. So like. I mean, what's the big deal? Why are you being a hater? That's what I feel like you're being. Someone needs to be a hater. I'm going to be the hater here. And I'm just going to say, it's not bad that he's doing it. It's not bad that he's doing it. But let's not, like, I'm not giving him cookies because he decided to do someone else's song. Especially when I can easily tell that he's just like, yo, this is the wave. Let me jump on the wave. Like, he's jumping on the wave. So I'm not not mad. I'm not mad at him for doing it. But I don't think that. Like I don't care to listen to his version. No, no. Why? Why do you think of it as? Why don't you think of it as? Um, he just likes the song, and I'm gonna cover the song as he does all the time. It's not like it's not like he never covers music, and out of nowhere he's like, "Oh, Afrobeats is cool right now." He's like, "I cover music all the time. I'm fucking with this song. I'm gonna cover it." Like, why is it that? I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you completely believe it exactly happened just like that. I don't give him all that credit. He's like, "Oh no, I gotta get on Afrobeats." Which, even if that's the case. That's also just what you would do naturally to progress your career. Did you have the same so energy when it came to Drake? Did you when he did his you know songs with um No, I wasn't I wasn't mad. Okay. I'm not mad now. Not mad, but were you also like Drake, okay, now you wanna work with Wizkid, now you wanna work with Skepta? Well see, it's a it's a little bit different also because he worked with them. He didn't take a Wizkid song and say, I'm going to redo Whiskey's most popular song right now, and I'm gonna like if he did that, that would be a bad thing. You don't want what? Drake See, to why redo you your. It's a bad no, thing. as an artist, you wouldn't want Drake to redo your song before. Like, but but, now but, but you know song. that's actually Drake. What he does a lot of time, like yeah, that Fetty Wap song, question. he jumped on the Fetty Wap song, and that's what made the Fetty Wap song. But do you think that all the artists always like when he does that? Like when he does to their song, like let's say what's that song? I love to cha cha. Like, do you think that guy is happy that Drake decided he's gonna just rip that whole thing? I, don't, I, I don't actually don't so. know what his point of view is on on that. But I'm sure that he doesn't like it. What? I don't know. What? I actually some of them do. I know for a fact Fetty was happy because I okay. made the song bigger. The thing about Cha Cha, Cha Cha was already a huge song, and then obviously Drake decided I want to do Hotline Bling. Yes. Okay, but <laughs> so, but I'm saying it obviously didn't help Cha Cha because it wasn't on the same song. Like whereas with the Fetty Wap song, it was more of a feature. It was rolled out like almost like a feature. And it was a feature. Was, like look at the difference in what you're saying. It was a feature. He worked on like this is no. He didn't feature. work with Fetty. He no, no, of the course. Fetty song, but he's like, I'm gonna he did a on feature. 
He didn't rip the song. He didn't say okay, I was so, so you're saying the song. you have a problem with Hotline Bling? Like you think he shouldn't have done Hotline Bling? You shouldn't have released Hotline Bling? Because to me, that to me that one is not even a rip more as so that it's like a like almost like a sample. You know. So I got jacked. No, that's how most music is made. Though, what annoys me about this criticism is most songs that you love today, you don't realize where the no, no, of course. But so, like, can you give me a little bit of respect and like not rip the song that just came out right now? Like, don't rip the song right now. Okay, okay. How about Cha Cha had already been out for however many months, maybe up to a year by the time he did that. Okay, when when did Fall come out? What do you want to like two years ago? Okay, so he shouldn't he shouldn't cover Fall. No, that's my literally. If you're asking my opinion, he should leave it alone. I'm not saying that he already did it. He's not going to listen to me. But you're not going to get me to, to like it, and I you're not going to get me to be hyped about it. You like that Juice World? Oh, well, I don't. I don't listen to Juice World. I don't know. There's the one song that I don't know. I promise I don't know. But there's so many songs. Did you listen to Meek Mill's new album? Yeah. You know how the first intro song is that Phil Collins song? How old is that song? Oh, so that's your issue. You okay? So it needs to be at least ten years before you can use a song. It has to be old song. Yes, I don't want you to rip the song that came out last year. That's I literally just said that you can't so rip the song that came out least, last year. But what is the okay? And, and what, okay, what if, okay, how about this? What if David was no? Actually, let me let me um, counter that. It's a mixtape that he does. I don't know okay. if Paul is gonna be profitable for him in the sense that he can't sell the record right, he right, right. Format and things like that or even if he's making money off of it that means Davido had to have cleared it yeah in theory okay so that means Davido would have gotten his his flowers from it in theory <laughs> what if Davido was completely okay with it how do you feel about that but you're not asking you're asking me if you want to know Davido ask the I'm no, not saying you. your your argument seems to be oh what if the um what if the artist isn't about that life what if they're not okay with it I don't think that he should be about that life but if he's about it, you're so okay. weird for this dance to me. Music is a collaborative thing. That's what people have done since the day. But okay, time. listen. But you're saying collaborate. They did not collaborate. Like that's what no, I'm trying no, to tell you. Right? Okay, wait. Have to be that you're both he, he did a song. He has a song that David Doe's on. Like they did the two AM song. Mm-hmm. If you really like David Doe that much, why couldn't they create a new one? Why did he have to be like no? Like I want to take the one that you already like. Because that's the whole one. thing about the like, way I the know music that industry would be goes round. It's all based off of sampling and ripping and using music from other. And like, I don't have to like it. Okay, sure. right? If yeah. you tell me that's no, how it is, that's we'll how it is. Don't leave it at that. No, I don't. Have you to don't like have it. to like it, and I think you're weird for not liking it. But we'll yeah, I don't like it. You should leave it alone. You should go on cover it. Like who asked him to cover our songs? You're so weird. Okay, anyway, I don't know. Um. Is there anything else, any other news that we should just touch on before we bring uh, Moana on? Uh, no, nothing really. I'm trying to see what yeah, else yeah, there is. You think there's something else? Oh, I think we can close out with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole Julia Assange situation. Oh, yeah. And his lifting of the asylum. Um, mm-hmm. So now he's in police custody. Yeah, he was arrested, I forget what day, during the week. For those who don't know who he is. He's WikiLeaks. He's the guy that like released all the documents and basically like they've been looking for him. It's been I believe seven years. Yeah, he's been. Um, so yeah, he got arrested. Um, and they're gonna figure out if he's gonna be extradited. So it hasn't been decided yet. Because I also think okay, so just to give you guys even more backstory, Julia Assange, the whole reason he got asylum in the first place is because of some trouble he got into with Sweden. It or excuse me, in Sweden. He apparently had like a. Sexual assault. Sexual assault assault allegation or case. And he jumped bail. And he jumped bail. And so they gave him asylum status in Ecuador. But the thing is, at the time, he was in England. So he just 
sought refuge at the embassy. Mm-hmm. He's been staying at the embassy for seven years now. During that seven-year period, the Swedish thing had already been dropped. So he could have actually been out in the sense that Sweden wasn't going to look for him anymore. Mm-hmm. But he, at that point, had been the leader of WikiLeaks and done all those things, like release a bunch of, you know, mm-hmm. high-profile mm-hmm. documentation. He's in the middle of a bunch of, like, the Russia stuff, Russia probe and whatever else yeah. is going on. So that's why now he's in trouble with the U.S. But I do think there's actually one other area that wants him. Is it England? Or no? No. I only know about the U.S. and I know Sweden had the thing, but yeah. like you said, they dropped Okay, it. so maybe it's just the U.S. And obviously, England and the U.S. are friends, if you will. So mm-hmm. they have a, an extradition, extradition like thing amongst them. So if once Julia Assange stepped out of the embassy like this, the British people could just pick him up. He didn't but step out. He didn't even have to step out in this case. Apparently, he just wasn't picking up after himself. That's what we heard. Like, he wasn't following the rules. He wasn't being a good house guest. He wasn't being a good house guest. So, the new president, the new Ecuadorian president, not the same one that gave him asylum, was like, mm-hmm. yo, my G, you gotta get the hell out of here. Yeah, and they basically so, just they so, call the police. They so said, like, all right, guys, come here. You can come in. Yeah, Literally, they had, like, they had cameras and everything. Yeah. They just walked in, carried him out. He was kind of resistant, but, you know, whatever. They handcuffed him. He had a book in his hand. I forget what book it was, but I'm sure he was trying to send a message. Yeah. And, yeah, they just put him in a thin. He had, like, a nice little beard, actually. I want to grow one like that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, so, I mean, again, like you just said, we will see what happens. I just think it's so funny and scandalous. Like, you've been eating, chopping these people's food, you know, bathing, doing your thing, like, living your life. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you've been making it through in this this building for seven years and one day where they were just like you know what f this and i mean leading up to it a couple days leading up to it we already knew apparently what was gonna happen the ecuadorian president oh, really? already like yeah he was already sending out the vibe like yo oh yeah, yeah. apparently as soon as he got in office even he, he was, was already like, like i don't really why know why we we're yeah so he was, his days were always numbered in yeah. that situation anyway yeah, yeah. we'll anyway, see what happens i guess we can cap out the juicy gist right there yeah okay there's no more gist <laughs> Um, there, actually, there's plenty of juice, but we can leave it. With- so, um, time to introduce the woman that just miraculously appeared amongst us. Mawada. Mm-hmm. Um, you want your last name out there? Mawada's um. good. Mawada's good. That's all that matters. Okay, so Mawada is here with us. Um, she's a Sudanese woman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to say Sudanese native, but... I was like, Sudanese, like, what are you confused about? Like, yes, I, I, I was going to say like, native. I didn't... I, I would say Sudanese American. That's what I'm Okay, there we, okay, okay. How about this? You introduce yourself, Moana. Let us know a little bit about you. Okay. Well, um, like I said before, I'm a Sudanese American. I live in the United States, but obviously my heart is back home in Sudan. Um, I'm sure you guys heard about everything that's happening. For sure. Um, even though this has been going on for more than four months. Yeah. And people are just starting to catch on. Yeah. Like I'm just saying that. News outlets are just now picking it up. Even though me being your friend, we talked about this going back to several months now. So it's very, it's actually unfortunate, but at least now we're getting some eyes and ears on it. Yes. So I guess for the people that don't know, like me, what has been going on for four months? Okay, so there have been a lot of protests back home in Sudan, mm-hmm. and people um, originally, like the media, tried to frame it as um, people are protesting high food prices, mm-hmm. bread, whatever economic conditions. Mm-hmm. But actually, this has been going on for 30 years. People mm-hmm. are just fed up with this um, dictator, Omar okay. Rashid. Okay. Um, 
and they are just fighting for freedom of speech, cultural expression, mm. and just basic human rights. Mm. Um, Hmm. And that's why everybody's, you know, taking part in this in this protest. Yes. Why now though? Like, what is it? Thirty years later, what is it that drove everybody to protest? Um. Well, having a revolution is nothing new to mm-hmm. Sudan. This mm-hmm. has happened uh, multiple times before. Yeah. Uh, basically, whenever the people of Sudan get fed up with <laughs> a president, they go out in the streets right. and they shout it out. Shout it Um. And um. The expression right now that's going around, it's Tosgudbes, which means just fall, that's all. Mm. Um, so, like I said... Um, well, I mean, like you, like you just mentioned, they're, they're not new to a revolution, right? So, I think the most... For people who might be a little bit familiar with the political sphere of Sudan, the most high-profile thing that I think we could say happened was when South Sudan became its own, mm-hmm. right? Yes. I, I remember that being a huge thing. That was not that was long much ago. Younger. Yes. yes, and that is um, of the Shia's regime. I was going to ask, is that something so that was that was, He was yes. connected to that as well, definitely, right? And like, definitely. Okay. All yes. these things happened during his reign, yeah. reign um, yeah. for the past 30 years. And to answer your question before, why hasn't anybody spoken about this mm-hmm. before? Um, to be honest, people are just um, just now feeling like mm-hmm. they have a voice mm-hmm. because before, um, whenever there were there were protests, I believe, in, if I'm not mistaken, back in 2015, mm-hmm. but there was no international media coverage. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about what's going on in Sudan. Yeah. Whenever somebody hears about Sudan, they're like, oh, um, Darfur? Yeah. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. And also, Al-Bashir is responsible for that. Yeah. So the genocide in Darfur was obviously oh, yeah, under that. his mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They time. They were like, war crimes for that, yeah. Yeah. And he um, ordered it. So that's why he's wanted by the ICC, the international right. um, courts. Um, and I mean, I feel like... This is a huge piece of ignorance, too, uh, when it comes to people here and it comes to Sudan. I know growing up, the only images I saw of Sudanese people were the very dark, because I think this is South Sudan that I'm about to describe, a very dark, very, um, they're very close to the equator, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's the image of Sudanese people I have. And, I mean, obviously, we're on a podcast, so you can't see Moana, but she's definitely what I just, not what I just described. So I will say there's an air of ignorance around it, where when I was growing up, I was definitely not well-versed on Sudan Mm -hmm. as a whole. I only knew a very small image Mm -hmm. of it, and I feel like that still carries on to today. Yes, and and definitely, um, the Shia's regime, they did use that. Mm -hmm. They used the fact that... um, we are all different. Mm. People in Sudan come from different yeah. shades, background yeah. tribes, um, different languages, mm-hmm. um, and everybody is just different. And he used the fact that we're different to split us. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And that's how people began to hate each other and participate in wars. And that's how South Sudan and Sudan are now mm-hmm. two different countries. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so now- I, have, I have a question. So mm-hmm. now that now that he's He's out of power now, right? Yes. So the protests have reached a milestone, which is get him out of power. He's yes. out of power. Right. Now the military is taking over. I know there's a big conversation about the military said it's gonna, they're going to be there for two years, mm-hmm. and but they basically were like they're saying they don't want to rule the country. Yeah. And I know there's been like some skeptics of like, all right, you guys like you won one battle, but mm-hmm. then like 
Do you really want the military leader? And is that going to be a good thing? Like, how is that going to work out? What do you think about that? So, the people are still protesting. This is not what um, they asked for. So, um, the main organization that's been responsible for getting people empowered and going out in the streets and protesting is the Sudanese Professionals Association. Mm -hmm. And they're made up of different types of working unions and outside of the diaspora. Um, So... They um, are still calling for people to protest. We do not want a military-run government. Mm-hmm. Um, we want a civilian, democratic government. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is why um, when Omar Bashir uh, was kicked out, he did not step down or resign. <laughs> this is not Algeria. Yeah, this yeah. is not Algeria. He was kicked out yeah. of office. Yeah. Um, he was preceded by... Um, we're not the um, best of names here at this terminal to do thing. Oh, Ahmed Awad Ibn Rauf. Okay. Um, and he's actually, he was uh, the vice president for Bashir. Okay. So this is not a new... It's like more of the same. It's a new, it's not a new organization. It's just a different face. He's been at the vice, he's been the vice president yeah. for the past 30 years too. Um, I'm not sure for okay, how long, okay, okay. but he's part of uh, Bashir's... Regime. Party. So yeah, exactly. So okay. there's no change. Okay. It's just a different person. Right, right. They still have all the um the same people. Everyone else is still in power. They just took up the head and said, okay, this is your sacrifice. Take him and leave us alone. And so the people are like, no, we're not happy with that. So you must go too. Yeah. His rule uh, did not last more than 24 hours. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay, okay. Yeah. So this was all recently. Right? Okay. <laughs> Maybe right. yesterday. Yeah, probably yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. It all happened. Literally just happened. So people yeah. are like, no, we don't want you. You're not, you don't represent us. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, they actually joked about it. They were like, we have deodorants that last longer than <laughs> this guy's rule. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, okay, so, so it's still very much a developing story. It is very developing. Okay. And that's why I was a little skeptical about coming to yeah, talk about it. Yeah. Because I... The news that we get here in the United it's States delayed. is delayed yeah. by a lot. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Um, there is the issue of like not having internet connection, right, right, um, and electricity, and the government has purposely been using those mm, things those to keep tactics. people, you know, from sending videos and news out to the world so that they can know sense. what's happening. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is true. Yeah. I haven't seen a whole lot of videos. I, I mean, there's not much there's coverage like on pictures. this. Like, like I said, I only just now saw like outlets like NPR and New York Times and stuff mm-hmm. picking this up within the last week or two, mm-hmm. and I knew this has been a thing for quite some time now, yeah. but um, I mean, obviously it's quite an incubated situation. We don't fully know what's happening as we speak, but do you know where, I guess, future um, progression is headed? Like, where do we, I know we want a new democratic president or democratic um, rule in the country, but do we have any people in mind? Are there people that are stepping up to the plate? Like, I want to take I believe there's a lot of qualified people okay. that are, you know, that can't take this role. Right. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of those people were kicked out of Sudan during um, the regime yeah. because um, he just it was. That's it was a dictatorship. Yeah, it was a dictatorship. So yeah. anybody who now with out, me, you're out. Anybody who spoke out against him was imprisoned. Mm. Um, he was, you know, a lot of people were tortured in prison even during the, the protest. Mm. A lot of people are still in prison. Women, mm. men. So he's. Um, yeah, so this is not something easy for someone to step up and to say, I want to be president. Yeah. Now, from like your point of view, 
being here, I think you touched on that a little bit earlier, being here when all of this is happening across the pond, how does that make you feel as a Sudanese-American and someone who doesn't get to protest in the way that your counterparts are? Well, there have been protests here in the United States. Um, okay. I can't say I was able to go to them, <laughs> but um, I do like follow up with the news and I have family back home that's like making sure that we're you know, up to date with everything that's happening. I've actually had two family members that were imprisoned, mm-hmm. both females. Well, that's, very, that's what I was going to ask you next. I was going to ask you next. Yes. One thing I've seen, one of the major, I think one of the reasons, unfortunately, but fortunately, right, but one of the reasons I think it's been picked up so much is that a lot of people leading the protests have been females. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. they've kind of been the loudest voices. Um, and it's kind of a strange thing because I wouldn't, from my little ignorance perspective, I wouldn't necessarily think like women are the ones that are gonna lead this then. How how did that kind of happen? Like what is that what is that kind of like exactly? Um, well, Sudanese women have been very involved in governments, uh-huh. um, or like the overthrowing of governments for the past couple of years. Even before then, um, like with the I'm not sure if you guys heard about the Kingdom of Kush, which was no. that this was um an ancient Kingdom back in Sudan okay. um, a long time ago, and oh, Nubian Kingdom. Okay, okay. it was part of it. Okay. Um, I'm not a historian, so um, yeah, it's cool. You're totally fine. I'm sure a lot more than we do, so we'll trust you. <laughs> I'm sure you guys heard about the word Kendaka, which has okay. been used to describe mm-hmm. Sudanese women, okay. and I think the English equivalent okay. of that word is Candace. And it okay. means uh, Nubian queen, or strong women. Okay, okay, um, okay. And um, this has been used to describe Sudanese women even before, before the country Sudan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they were leaders. Okay. So, okay. yeah, they. I'm not surprised to see them as, mm-hmm. you know, as having a great role in yeah. this and empowering men to get out and, you know, protest. Mm-hmm. Um, there has been a photo circulating of um, a girl by the name of Ala Salah. Standing on the car? Yes, on the car. And, you know, Amazing. She's a beast. Yes, <laughs> she is. Um, reciting a poem and yeah. having hundreds of people wow. saying, like, after her, peaceful, peaceful, mm-hmm. revolution, mm-hmm. words like that. Mm-hmm. So, so cool. So for yeah. it sounds like for Sudanese women, this is just like par for the course. They've they've always kind of been at the forefront of yes. you know revolutions and what's best for the country as a whole. Um, do they have like strength with men like right next to them, also doing the same thing, or do you think like women are really the I only think, people driving? I think it? in every society, women are the, the, um, they carry a very big role mm-hmm. um, in families yeah. and you know, just the working woman. This is like not just in Sudan, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I I believe in that great saying of um, every great man has, has a woman. Yeah, they have uh-huh. so, yeah. They've been working with men. With women, women. Yeah, there's been unity. Yeah. Um, and this is, this has been great to see in a country that is um, known to put down women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, yeah. what usually um, Islamics rules um do yeah because yeah. which is i think what Salafo was trying to touch on before like, mm-hmm. why he was a bit surprised and taken aback by how you know women at the forefront exactly exactly but it's super cool which again also brings my question or begs my question like oh i'm surprised that they're at the forefront and do they have the support of the men that you know are also um 
driving these protests and such. But sounds like it is. Sounds like at this point everybody has one unified goal and we're all trying to work towards it. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, so to not to, not to end it, but to wrap it up in yeah. a way, um, what do you think, in your personal, right, because you can't represent the whole country, what do you think would be the vision, like let's say in a year, of where you'd like Sudan to be? What do you like it to look like? Um, I'd like to have a fair election. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a dream. No. For the longest time, it sounds like something that um, this would never happen. Would never yeah. happen. Like a, just an election where people can go and vote, and for it to not be flawed. Yeah. That is lifetime my for a lot of yeah. us. Yeah. To have a democratic nation. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Oh, quick question. I just thought about that. How old is Sudan? You know, off the top of your head. Kind of like question. I know we were, um, we got our freedom back because we were colonized by the British. Mm-hmm. I think that was 19, no, 60s. Okay, okay. So, so like 50, 60 years old. Yeah. Most, like most of our nations are, yeah, very young. I was and, and I did want to like follow up on, um, the last question is the last question. Do we see a world where South Sudan is brought back into the fold and is part of Sudan as a whole? Believe it or not, um, a lot of the people who were protesting were from South Sudan. Wow. And that just makes recently, sense. I've seen videos of them yes. calling for the country to, be, to come together. Because like, South Sudan is like, country. they're in like a I don't want to say they're in the worst shape, but they're like, ever since they left, it hasn't been easy. Like, it's yeah. been yeah, really definitely hard. Definitely not. Yeah. 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 Okay, so, I mean, I guess we can kind of leave it at that. We really do want to thank you. Yeah, everyone pray for Sudan. Definitely. Protest and make noise. And what's the, what's the fall? Plus good bus. Plus good bus. I think that's like the, like, tagline for this whole thing. Just fall, that's all. That's all, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. So, to close out the episode, we can do a bit of shouting out you know i mean yeah um coming off that conversation with Wada, which i loved this is really good very like insightful yeah um i mean it just seems like it's just been a good year for africa all around mm-hmm, i mean we've mm-hmm. had dictators step down like in algeria and the, yes. you know as we're talking through getting rid of the old right and in with the new, with the new. <laughs> but anyway um one um thing i wanted to shout out my country nigeria is um doing some great things um, Jumia, yeah. <laughs> there's a um, there's a technology company, kind of like I would say, like the Amazon of Nigeria, Jumia, Nigeria. Okay. That is actually the first African technology company to be on the New York Stock Exchange as of this week. So I think that's super dope. Mm-hmm. Um, putting our country on the map, putting our um, our continent on the map, honestly, and just showing that we can do big things. Um, and it's been a long time company coming. Excuse me for something like this to happen, but. Pretty cool, nonetheless, and I know you have a shout-out as well. Yeah, Miss um, Mo Abudu of Ebony Life TV. She's an executive producer. Mm-hmm. Um, she won an award in Europe, I think. I want to say it's in France, but I'm not 100% sure. Uh, it's the Menace de Honor. Um, basically, honors someone on TV that's like doing something innovative and cool okay. and, you know, just spreading diversity in yeah. film. Um, you probably know a lot of movies. She did, like, 50... She did Chief Daddy, like a lot of the Nigerian movies that are on Netflix mm-hmm. or her movies. Mm-hmm. And she kind of makes that happen. So, so cool. and of course, she has a deal with Netflix. So you gotta yeah, keep saying yeah, no. So, yeah, she's, she's doing good things, doing big things. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Always good to see that. <laughs> Who else? Um, 
I think that we can leave it there, unless you have anybody else you want to shout out. No, I have no one else to shout out to. Okay. So we can leave it there until next week. We'll come. We'll come with more. If you if you think two is too little, next week we'll come with like four. How about that? Yeah, we <laughs> okay. have to celebrate more people. Um, but yeah. I oh, first shout out to SZA. She's, uh, she has a Nigerian. Why are we shouting her out for that? Come on, Amarachi. We have to shout out Amarachi. Apparently she changed her name on Instagram for those of you who have no idea what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. She changed Welcome her name to on the Instagram, family. But she's not Nigerian. So she I don't obviously think, is oh, but Nigerian. You, are you mad that Tori Lanez is covering the song and paying homage to the We're going to talk about this SZA, SZA thing like, next week because I have a lot more. I love SZA, so, but I'm just like. I have like a whole theory what? and we need to figure that out. Okay, we'll leave that till next week. Anyway, until then, see y'all next Sunday or Monday or whenever this is going to be posted. Yeah, just keep, keep subscribed and you'll find out. You'll find out. Okay. Bye. <laughs>